Okay, so let's so stop. Five, four, three, two, one. And welcome everyone to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for another week. As always, hope everything is going well with everyone. If not, feel free to reach out and hit somebody up for some venting, some advice, something. But either way, hopefully everything is going well. This episode is called Being a Dad is is Hitting Me. And don't worry, it's not a not a bad title. Just lately, just being a dad has really been really been getting me. And I I still can't believe it. I mean, have you ever just woke up in the morning and said, I must be dreaming? This is not in bad this is not in a bad way. I'm so excited and so happy to wake up every morning and see my kids, see my wife. It's it feels like it's it's a dream. That makes sense? I mean, I say that because I can't I still can't believe this is my life. I love being these two kids' father. It sounds like a broken record, but this is just the feeling I had as of late. I love being a husband. I can't believe it. <laughs> But you know, recently there's been something that came up with a family member who got in a pretty bad car accident and they were a bit off of possibly dying. And even though I don't talk to that side of the family no more, I'm still working through a lot of stuff, a lot of issues. You know, you don't, you don't wish them harm on anything like, anything like this. You know what I mean? So it really got me thinking. It really got me hard thinking about making a possible appearance. No, like, not like a Michael Jackson or anything like that. Just like, you know, I haven't been there I haven't talked to any of them for almost 10 years now. So to just show up, it's, it'll be something. <laughs> I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be something. And I tell you the truth, there, there is, there was, there was a 2% chance that I still might. But after talking to an aunt about what's going on with that side, it just made me realize why I left in the first place. Just like my grandma died. It was a huge explosion that went off. And when the dust finally settled, that's when you've seen these people for who they were. And though no one's died this time around, it was another explosive event. But before any dust settles, more tiny little mini explosions are going off. And I'm just here on the outside watching with my popcorn. Sounds dickish, but I mean, I'd rather be watching outside than being involved inside. You know what I mean? But you know, as, as a human, as a family member, it sucks to see what's going on. And in the end, one person that I still care about is hurting. You wouldn't know this because this lady, my aunt, she's she's tougher than a... A neutron star. Quick side note, neutron star is a collapsed core of a massive supergiant star. <laughs> but once again, my family is treating her like, you know, last week's garbage. I would say I'm shocked by it, but now I really don't expect otherwise from them. I know I'm talking about, I know what I'm supposed to be talking about is how being a dad has been hitting me, but this past month has just been a range of events that, you know, they take a toll on you mentally. I mean, I... I always, I always been close to this one particular aunt from where I, you know, from when I was a kid, from spending days with her to just love being in her presence. She was very different. She's very blunt. She's very outspoken, and she lets you know the truth. She doesn't sugarcoat anything. I mean, if she has issues, she wasn't afraid to let them out in the open and own up to it. But this was a problem for her siblings. The rest of my family, for the most part, want to make appearances seem on the up and up. And this aunt, she was one of those ones that when my grandma passed, she was there for us. No matter what, food, bills, other things, no questions, no ask. She didn't ask. She was there. She was there when my aunt Lizzie passed. She she helped take care of her boys. I mean, she had 
I believe two kids in high school, one in middle school or one in high and then two middle, something like that. And right before I left, my aunt and cousins got held up in the whole social services fiasco. She gave up everything from her apartment, her job, her boyfriend even. She gave up everything to help them for years. And with this time, she's still trying to help her family in the time of need when nobody else wants to really step up. And she still gets shitted on by the others. It's sad. It sucks looking to see how they treat her, but it shows and affirms my feelings about my family. It's sad, but I would never think that I would hear the words of her saying, I'm done. I'm done with all them to ever come out of her mouth, especially in regards to, to her family. But it's happened. But I can guarantee if any of them had something bad happen to them, if they needed help, she would be the first one there no matter what. She always put family first. Then they would eat their words in some sorts. Sadly, it seems nothing has changed and everyone is just drifting further and further away. And with all this going on, more and more things with the rest of my family, I feel grateful in the spot that I'm in. Especially emotionally. I know maybe about 10 years ago, if all this stuff happened, I would have been an emotional wreck. I really would have. But now I learned how to process things better and have a better understanding of situations. One of the things was, you know, there's certain things that they're out of my hand. They, they truly are, especially more recently when my wife gave me birth and I was shocked in the moment. But at the same time, it was out of my hands. I don't know if she was going to live or die. I don't know if my boy was going to live or die. Thankfully, we're in a state where female mortality rates when it comes to giving birth is low. The lowest in the country. We have like the best facilities, best doctors in this state. So, I mean, one of the things I was grateful for and kind of put me at ease when it came to the second kid. But, you know, that situation when my kid being born, my wife giving birth, it was out of my hands. I, had, I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't help even if I wanted. Well, of course, I want to help and do whatever I could. But realistically, I couldn't do nothing. And there's a lot of events in life that they're just out of your hands. And you could dwell on them, beat yourself up over it. But in the end, no matter what, you just, you just couldn't do nothing. I learned to separate logic and feelings. But to be honest, even if I did want to get, even if I did want to let all this bother me and get to me emotionally involved, I, I, I couldn't. I have kids that depend on me 24 7. I have a wife who works, does the best that she can for us. And the last thing she should worry about is that if I'm okay with the kids. You know, I know she, sometimes she does worry about me just in the sense of like making sure I have time for myself, making sure I am okay mentally. And obviously I am all the way, but. If I were to get emotionally involved in that whole situation, I don't need her worrying too much. I don't need her to really overthink about things because as it is, she's working hard. She, she truly is. She's, she's a good worker what she does. She's a good mom. She's a good husband. She's a good mom. She's a good wife. And I, don't, I wouldn't want to add anything more to it. You know what I mean? You know, I got a family to take care of, but I'm human. I, don't think, I do think about these things. I do process some of these things. And more of it now is like a math problem. Now I'm just trying to find the answer. Sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. But in the end, it's life. Some of things are just out of control. I can only control what I can for my life. The more I accept that, the more I can go on and see good things that I have. Even with all, all the unfortunate events. But you know, as the days pass... I still look at my kids and I'm in shock. For one, they're here. For two, 
I got to be their dad. But a long, long time ago, I had a few dreams. And some of the friends, some of the close friends that I've had, I have had a couple of dreams about them. And I asked them, like, they're okay, what's going on? And some of the times something isn't okay. And it's just weird that they popped up in my dream. But I had a dream long, long time ago. And I seen kids. I mean, were they mine? They felt like it. But I seen them and they felt they felt familiar, like I like I knew them. But it was kind of like that movie Inception when uh yeah, I watch a lot of movies. But when the movie Inception, if you've seen it, check it out. If not, when the main character is having these flashbacks or these these little these little side scenes of his kids, and you really don't see the face of the kids. You just see their their head turn, you see the back of their heads. That's what it was kind of like. It was I knew them somehow. And when I look at my kids now, I get that familiarity again. I wonder if I dreamed about my kids years ago. I still get this deja vu feeling sometimes when I'm with them. It's strange, but with those feelings, I feel like I've known them even before they were here. I mean, just the other day, we were coming inside, coming through the back gate, and I kind of stopped for a second because I've, I've seen this before. My kids are walking away. I seen the back of their heads. I was just in this position that I've had it at some other at some other time. It was strange, but it just kind of lends, you know, some kind of weirdness to this fact. And with all that, I fall in love with my kids every single day. And with kids, tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new lesson to work for, you know, a new lesson to gain. They have their moments. My love. And the fact that I'm so proud of them will, it will never change. In the news, there's always stories about kids being abused or being killed by either one or both parents or a boyfriend, something. And I, now, it, it always sucked hearing this before, but now it hits you more as a parent. Especially if you have a good head on your shoulders. You couldn't really imagine doing anything close to that to your kids. It makes you think, you know, what the kids did to quote unquote deserve that. We have this idea, we have this faith in God and the afterlife. Sometimes you only think that bad people die. Only bad people leave this life as early as they do. But kids do, from sickness, from force. And it kind of makes you question the whole scheme of life. Before, during, and after. And ask, why would this happen? I honestly think it's the most sickening, most pathetic thing in this world to do. Hurt a kid. I want to even more like outlandish is that there was a surf instructor, I believe it was in Santa Barbara. Well, he got wrapped up in this whole Q shit and believed that all the shit that they say and him thinking that everything they were saying was as good as gold, was as good as real oxygen, and decided to kill his kids to prevent them from being victims of the elites. People like that are truly pathetic. You chalk that up to mental illness, but when it comes to hurting kids, uh, you can't defend them with anything. I'm, I'm sorry, you just can't. But, you know, there's, there's really a special place in hell for someone who harms kids like that. But, you know, all this mess in the world, there's beauty. And much as the shit show that's been going on in the past three to four years, there's still beauty in it. I'm lucky enough to wake up every day next to my wife, my boy, and my girl. That's what life is about. I think it's safe to say I find my calling in this life so far. I never really had an answer to what I wanted to be when I grew up, what I wanted to do. You know, kids, they want to be doctors, police officers, I don't know, 
play basketball, football, something like that. I never had an answer. Was I deadbeat as a kid? I don't know. <laughs> but I just never could wrap myself around to get an answer to figure that out. I just didn't want to be like my mom. I didn't want to be in prison. And that sucks to hear, but that was one of the things I had growing up. I just didn't want to be like her. Good answer. It's sad, but I just, I just didn't. But I think being a dad is my reason for life. And thinking about this feeling, this is so, it's so liberating. It feels like 20 years of dread have been taken off and I can finally look at things with, with peace. I say peace because when it comes to making decisions, it's easy to think irrational and lead with, you know, pure emotion. But it's something that we have to look at from the, from the beginning. Usually when we do at the situation with peace, our emotions have already came out and we may, may or not have made a huge mistake. But I mean, thinking of peace kind of comes like a 12-step program. But you know, before I let my frustration in life and anger just project out and I wasn't care who it was with. I mean, it, it's come out at the wrong time and I threw it out and it hit somebody that I had a close relationship with and I threw it away. I've owned up to that. You know, but it's some things that you got to stop, take a deep breath and think before you act. And, you know, that's one of the one of the things you've been taught as early as a kid, but everybody finds that in their own way. But, you know, some of these mess ups that happen in life, they happen so that we correct ourselves in the end. It's something that I try a lot. I like to stay quiet and think. I'm finding that's the way for me more and more now. But with being a dad comes a lot of growing up. It comes with trials and tribulations, but it also opens up another part of yourself that may seem strange. That love is very powerful in this life. It can make you move mountains. It can make you destroy empires. And it can help you raise these small, impressionable little humans that came, that came to you. They came to you. They came from you. It can help you say the right thing when they get sad. It can help you say the right thing to encourage them. And it can show the little ones that Love from their parents is one of the most important things they could ever have in this life. And with the lessons that these kids are teaching me, I'm, I'm lucky to be their dad. I know they look up to me sometimes, you know, being their dad and they have their fun and all that. It's me, the one that it's grateful. I'm eternally grateful to the last breath they have in this life. I'll always be grateful for my kids. And I know my wife feels the same way when it comes to our kids. So thank God that I have a partner I have a wife that's, we're on the same page. We just sync up. We're perfect for each other. I don't want to brag, but I have the best kick-ass wife. <laughs> you know, everything is just hitting at me recently a lot more and more now. I'm more grateful, more appreciative, and I'm trying to look at things with different lights, different perspectives. It's quick for me to judge certain situations, but I try to take a step back and reflect and think of a, an outcome, think of a reasoning why. I know that comes with age, wisdom, being a parent. I don't know, but at 33 years, 33, wow. At 32 years old, that's what's hitting me. 32. That's life. That's just part of life that's been going on. And I'm lucky. I'm proud. I know a lot of my friends that are new dads, I'm proud of them. I'm happy for them because I know, I know how it feels just to be genuinely happy when you have a kid. And you know, there's, there's always stories of, well, not stories, but there's always been people that when they have kids, it's like the worst thing to them. They don't want to deal with it. They want to run out. 
and especially for fathers that's like a misconception like they're just gonna leave and get stuck on child support you know something like that but when you see dads that actually fighting for the kids actually doing everything they can to provide for them i know a couple of friends my brother-in-law who are really kick ass at being dads and looking at them gives me inspiration it gives me the inspiration to kind of reach out to if there's any issues questions we can bounce off ideas off of each other compare notes you know things like that it makes me proud that i know these people again this was a good a good episode for me uh i'm just i, I can't say more than enough that i'm happy during this time i know it's november towards the end of the year christmas is coming thanksgiving's coming halloween the weather's getting cooler but my look outlook on life for now is just the best it's just 100 percent positive i can actually wear pants now <laughs> so that's a little fat boy joke but uh everything's good so thanks again for listening for another week hopefully everything is going on with everyone listening to this and if there's any questions any reach outs feel free to hit me up and once again until next time